Hi, everybody. I'm Jim Ford. And I'm Dan Kurtzke. And this is The Lantern Cast. Episode number 13. Episode lucky number 13 there, Dan. Oh, we'll see about that. This is supposed, this is going to be a short episode. And I say that with air quotes, because you know how our short episodes tend to go. This one has to be a short episode. Damn right it does. I'm, it's like 11 at night and I'm going camping tomorrow. It's going to be a short episode. <laughs> so let's jump right into the news then. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's our budget for sound effects. That's good. I like that. That was uh, that was almost as good as my elevator music. Oh dear God, it was that bad. <laughs> okay, so news to the Lantern cast. We have music now. Yeah, I noticed that last time. <laughs> you were the one that added it. That's primarily why I noticed it. <laughs> right. So we just want to let everybody know that the music is by somebody named Greg Baumont. The title of the song that we're using is, ironically enough, The Blue Star. Yes. That's entirely why you picked it, isn't it? You know, it. I can't say that it had no bearing on my choice, but like the song itself is actually like a really good song. And just the fact yeah. that it's called The Blue Star... Yeah, it's it sound especially at the very beginning, mm-hmm. it makes it sound kind of like it sounds kind of science fictiony. It sounds kind of like video game like. So I kind of like that. Yeah, definitely. Has anybody like commented on our our intro music yet? Not that I've heard of, actually. So if you love or hate our intro outro music, you can email. What's that guy's name who made it? <laughs> Nah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. (laughs) Don't email him, email us. Let us know that you don't like it. Um, Yeah, tell tell us what you think. This is our meager attempts at increasing production values here at the LanternCast. (laughs) Yes, production values. Usually a dirty word here at the LanternCast. Also in air quotes. (laughs) Okay, so, other news... The uh, Green Lantern animated movie, First Flight, which will be coming out right around the end of July? Yeah, I think it's something like July 27th. It's going to be a late birthday gift to me. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm um, not getting you, <laughs> From, from my, my family. Uh, <laughs> ha ha. They uh, love me. Yeah. They, they're, con- they're contractually obligated to. That's true, sign I've seen thing. the contract. Yeah, you sign it when when you're born. It's actually part of the birth certificate. Yeah. <laughs> but go on, go on. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, apparently if you go to Best Buy and you pick up the Blu-ray edition, it's going to come with an exclusive Green Lantern figure. Hmm. This is, is this similar to what they did with New Frontier? Where they had the little, little Hal Jordan? I think it's... Similar, but the figure is actually going to be from the Infinite Heroes toy line. Oh, so it's not like the the version of Al Jordan that's in the movie. Well, it's it's definitely a repaint, and I think it's a new head sculpt also. 
So they're taking the existing Infinite Heroes Hal Jordan and yes. repainting him to look like the Hal Jordan in the animated movie. I believe so. Interesting. And that may also come with the special edition regular DVD, but I have not got a confirmation on that, but I know it comes with the Blu-ray. I actually opted to get the special edition of New Frontier on DVD. Right. Because I thought, you know, I want the extra content anyway, and, you know, a figure sweetens the deal. I honestly did not realize that it was going to be, like, an inch tall. I thought it was going to be a little bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of tiny. I actually was going to pick it up, but I looked at the figure, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really need that. Hmm. Yeah. So, more news. Today, well, hmm. no, actually, yesterday, two comics came out, which also feature Green Lantern. We have the World of New Krypton, issue number four, and Solomon Grundy, issue number four. Now, are these, have you been reading these regularly, or was it just the fact that Green Lantern was in them that drew you? Actually, Solomon Grundy, this is the only issue I've picked up, but World of New Krypton, I have been following. Were these, like, important appearances, or are these just, like, cameos for the sake of cameo? Well... Yeah, that's an interesting question. With the world of New Krypton, they have been leading up to the Green Lanterns showing up in the issue. I think, like, the past two issues, they've had, like, Green Lanterns, oh, we have to go check out this new planet Krypton. And then last issue, it was, oh, the Green Lanterns just got to Krypton. What's going to happen next issue? Hmm. Well, I'm not going to spoil this issue but I will I will say that the front cover has Hal Jordan fighting Superman in his world of new Krypton outfit and that does not happen anywhere in the comic there is no fighting between Superman and Green Lantern is so. there like ethical fighting not really so they're like not arguing or anything no no not so much it's it's an interesting issue in that it shows the world of New Krypton, like, all, kind of from a Green Lantern's point of view. But I don't think it'll actually have any significance. Now, if I... I don't have the cover in front of me, but I seem to remember uh, Sodom Yad is there, too. Does, does the fact that there's a Daxamite Green Lantern hanging around there, too, matter? or Very little. Very little. He doesn't do anything that is so amazing that I would say, oh, if you're a Sodom Yap fan, then you definitely have to pick up this issue. It, it's just, it's an okay Green Lantern appearance. I'm glad they did it, though, because, I mean, something like a brand new planet populated by people who can individually rip planets apart is something the Guardians would want to send the local... The local lanterns in to check out. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. But, like, by the same token, something happens in the issue that would make me, like, kind of wonder, like, what the point of them actually going was. We'll discuss it on, like, a future lantern cast when people have gotten a chance to pick up the issue. Yeah. 
if they decide that they want to get the issue, and if they don't, then we'll spoil it anyway for them. Hmm. I might end up having to get that one. Because I was thinking about... Because I think I want to read it, but I'm going to trade wait for it, and I'm probably going to wait for the soft cover, so I'll probably get it in, like, 2010 or so. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll I'll get the, the individual for the... Yeah, so far, the, the story itself, World of New Krypton, has been pretty entertaining. It's Yeah, the concept itself is interesting to me, but... Well, let's let's move on to Grundy. Moving on to Solomon Grundy. This one, if the effects of this issue are actually going to hold some weight throughout DC continuity, then this was probably one of the most important issues having to deal with Alan Scott that's come along in quite a while. Really? Yes. Now, you don't have to spoil this. I'm not going to. Since, since I know I'm going to read this eventually, but I, I guess just just give us a little like setup here, like what's going on, like what's this this mini series about, and why is Alan Scott there? Well, from what I gather, because I haven't been reading the whole thing, from what I gather, Solomon Grundy has to find out who murdered him in order to achieve eternal rest. So he's, like, on this quest, and, you know, every once in a while he'll come across something or do something really, you know, crazy like Solomon Grundy does or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But he can't seem to find out who his murderer is. Yeah, and for those who don't know, Solomon Grundy is a basically super zombie that is reincarnated every week basically so one thing that I had heard in an interview with Dan Dio is that depending on what happens to Solomon Grundy by the end of this miniseries it's going to determine what his role will or will not be in Blackest Night interesting so mm -hmm. yes and this is actually being reflected on page well what do you mean at, well, as in, the one thing I've always heard, I keep hearing about the Solomon Grundy miniseries is, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to break his resurrection cycle so he can't be a Black Lantern or something. And so far I haven't been able to find any, anyone who can confirm or deny like, okay, are people just saying this as speculation or is that like, is that flat out like what this is about or? Well, it's, Okay, from, again, like, I don't know what the rest of the series was about, but judging from what was happening in this issue, I can see them going in the direction of breaking the resurrection cycle. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like, like I said, if this issue is in continuity and the ramifications are felt elsewhere, then it's going to have major, major, major repercussions for Alan Scott. And I think it's also going to have a lot of repercussions on the Solomon Grundy character. Mm. Yeah. Is um is this the newest issue that's out, number four? Yes, just came out yesterday, <clears throat> which was June 3rd, I want to say. All right, and... 
Yep. How many how many issues long is this thing? I want to say twelve, but that seems long. No, this is a seven issue miniseries, and after this issue, I will probably be picking up the rest, and I'll probably go and seek out the ones before it. Yeah, I'm definitely getting the trade on that. Yeah, definitely. That's that's Scott Collins' artwork, right? Yes, it is. Well, like I used to just not like him at all. Well, his artwork. He could be a very nice man. I have no idea. But I don't know. But just lately, I've really started to just do a 180 in how I feel about his visuals. So I think I might just enjoy the hell out of this. Plus, I really like Grundy. So I would say that this kind of art is somewhat indicative of John Byrne or Walt Simonson. Really? Yeah, I, I could definitely see like slight aspects of that in his artwork. Hmm. I'll have to look again, because I've never thought of putting those three together. Hmm. That would be my opinion. Yeah. Plus, it's like, it's really... I don't know. It's like just messy enough, you know, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Oh. It's definitely a fitting art style for Solomon Grundy, I would say. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, so you'd say... Well, I guess I guess you're in favor of both these these minis. I would I would not tell somebody to not get the world of New Krypton number four. Just don't get it for the Green Lantern presence. Get it more for the overall world of New Krypton concept. Yeah, yeah, that and if you want to see Green Lanterns interact with the Kryptonians, it's an interesting issue. It, it's 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 entertaining enough. But Solomon Grundy, definitely pick up, assuming that it's going to have ramifications. Well, I, I can't see it, like, not being reflected elsewhere. After what happens in this issue, I can't see them just ignoring it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, what do you say we take a break? Let's do. Okay. Hey, Dan. We all know that people love listening to the Lantern cast, but what if they want to get more Dan Kurtzke and Jim Ford? Well, the best possible way, Jim, to get more of both of us is by listening to the show that I'm on without you. That is not quite radio. It's where me and another guy and another another guy just sit around and we talk aimlessly about movies and video games and comics and the irrational hatreds of Tobey Maguire. And, and there's... An animatronic gopher that sings us in and out. So you can find that on iTunes or at notquiteradio.lipson.com. There's literally more than one episode. But wait, if that's where I are, where am you? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I can be found, well, technically not... I, my comic, can be found at fw4d.com. And that's about Cowman? No. No, Cowman is another comic I do. Well, technically don't do any more, but it's still up for people to see. I'm no longer interested. Me neither. Okay, everybody, we're back. Hope you enjoyed our little commercial break there. Oh, wonderful. I'm going to buy three of those. 
<laughs> you should. You <laughs> should buy five because it's collectible. Are you crazy? You know the economy we're in. Right, right. Okay, folks, so now I have a a special topic that I'm going to spring on Dan, and he has no idea what this is about. Cross your fingers, people at home. And he's not going to be happy when he does find out. Oh. <laughs> okay. Are you ready, Dan? Uh, sure. <laughs> is there is there really any way to answer yes to that? <laughs> no. All right, hit me. <laughs> okay, so today's topic is more theories about Black Lanterns and White Lanterns. I like half of that. (laughs) So we had a discussion on the last episode as far as the concept of the black being on the costumes, whether it'll have some sort of significance to Blackest Night or not. And you, along with the majority of people on our forums, say that I'm crazy and that it's not going to have any significance at all. That's what this is. You're just upset you lost that poll. Oh, of course. I decided to dedicate an entire episode to it. (laughs) Entire episode. We're like how far in and we're just starting. An entire (laughs) half an episode to it. (laughs) So I did a lot of thinking about this. Um, Yeah, if anybody wants to know, like, how you become a lanternologist, you basically have to spend, like, hours a day every day, just theorizing about Green Lantern. And then you have to take, like, five years of private school. (laughs) Well, I kind of skipped out on some of that. Ah, you're a poser. You're You're like one of those people that goes online to become an ordained minister. You're not really one, but you technically are. Actually, I am one. An ordained minister? Yeah. Like, online and shit? No, not really. I'm just kidding. I hate you. (laughs) Okay, so back to the topic at hand. Here's one thing that I was thinking about. Because you say that the black would probably just be some sort of, like, climate control while you're in space, right? Yes. (laughs) Well, if that's true, then how come Indigo and Violet don't have any black whatsoever on their costumes? Well, it's all right. Here's here's the thing. I'm not saying that the costume, the, the you know, the whole the black parts are cool and the color parts are hot. I'm not saying that that is what's supposed to protect them when they're in space or when their fields are up or anything like that. What I'm saying is that if you're off doing your lantern thing somewhere. And for some reason you have to power down or your ring runs out of juice or whatever happens that you're not going to be stranded on an alien world or whatever unprotected from the elements. Because even if your ring dies, it can't protect you with its field anymore, your costume can still give you some degree of climate control. But, what you call it, we've seen very recently that when the ring goes out now, your costume disappears. Sometimes. Sometimes. Right. Sometimes. If like when you have moments like like in uh Secret Origin. Right. Where 
Hal and Sinestro are fighting Atrocitus and their rings get drained and like their costumes disappear. That's supposed to make that's supposed to like highlight their vulnerability. Right? That's so like that that's to hit the reader with the idea that, oh crap, these regular guys, you know, well, as regular Sinestro is, are have to now fight this giant rampaging monster as regular guys when they were having trouble with superpowers. Versus, you know, if you remember during the Sinestro Corps War, Hal Jordan is behind enemy lines on Quard. His ring runs out of power. His costume doesn't go anywhere because it's not essential for the story. Because there was a while there where he was flying around using just yellow rings. And before that, like, there was a span between... I mean, when his ring died and when he got the yellow rings, like, his costume stayed. That's a good point. I had forgotten that. Yes, indeed. Okay, so, in any case, I I kept, you know, going along this line of thinking as far as, well, what would the significance of the black not being in those two costumes and being in all the other costumes? So, I was discussing with my buddy Eric. Hey, Eric, because he listens to the show. Hi, Eric. My concept was, if we have the emotional spectrum, then if you translate that to, like, the regular spectrum, then just beyond violet is ultraviolet, and just beyond red is infrared. So would that translate it all to the emotional spectrum? And according to my friend Eric, in some diagrams of the infrared and ultraviolet, Ultraviolet is drawn as white, and infrared is drawn as black. Interesting. What's what's interesting even more so, though, is that if you apply that to the idea of the costumes and things that we've seen in the past, violet would be right next to white. So mm. if you're so far away from black, then you don't have the black influencing you as much. True. So it doesn't make an appearance on the costume. <clears throat> now, how does that play for Indigo? Indigo doesn't have any black either. And it's right next to Violet. <laughs> oh, that's right. For some reason, I thought they were in the middle. Well, not the middle, middle, but... And then if you go to blue, blue has black, but for one thing it has less black than a Green Lantern costume. And additionally, they're basically, like, codependent on the Green Lanterns, which are in the middle. So it's it's that much closer to black. But you see, it doesn't stop there. Oh, so, no. yes. Wait, there's more. Yes, there's, there's much more. Now, you see, by going along with this theory... We know that Atrocitus was originally completely obsessed with going after the black energy from Secret Origin. Mm-hmm. And sometime between Secret Origin, when that happened, the beginning of Hal Jordan's career, to now with Rage of the Red Lanterns, Atrocitus has maybe not given up the hunt for black, but basically now he's completely after mm-hmm. the red. And if infrared is what's drawn up as black, 
then red is about as close to the black as you can get while being alive. Huh. And here's one more thing. If violet is right next to the white, then I want you to think back to the issue where right after the Star Sapphires decided that they were going to start up their own core, like way back before the uh, Sinestro Core War. Yeah, and that two-parter, I think. Right, that with the art by Daniel Acuna. Yeah, yeah, the guy who did the Uncle Sam series. I yes. remember. Yes. Do you remember the image and what they said on the last page of that story? The uh, the gotta catch them all page. Yes, a room to collect <laughs> all of the lanterns. So you think that the star sapphires or well, the Zamorans, I guess, are trying to collect samples of each core's power to possibly generate the white power? Or... That's what I'm thinking. My, mm-hmm. my, like, my thought is, because, like, you know, you break it down even further, and if you look at both sides of green on the emotional spectrum, everything to the left of green, red, orange, and yellow, are all fairly destructive powers. And everything to the right is all fairly creation-type powers. Hmm, yeah. So the destruction would lead more towards the black, and the creation (laughs) would lead more towards the white. And if you have love, that's like the most, you know, most powerful creation power out there. So they would be the most obsessed with generating white power. Hmm. I feel like if we do get white lanterns, there's going to be some, like, major catch. Like, like maybe it is a straight-up, like, kind of heaven and hell kind of thing, where, like, maybe you would have to die to be a white lantern. Well, like, my my new theory is that like you had said, there's not going to be a white lantern per se. Like, there's not going to be a white ring out there. There's yeah. not going to be, like, you know, somebody saying, hey, everybody, we're starting up the White Lantern Corps, so who wants to be one? It's not going to be like that. <clears throat> but what I think might happen is, because, you know, the the whole concept is it's like, okay, well, Hal Jordan is going along. He's collecting, you know, he's being able to use, like, one ring from all these different cores. You know, he's doing orange now, and presumably, you know, indigo will happen, but what about violet? He's a guy, so why would he be able to use the violet? But if he goes over to the Zamorans and they're like, okay, well, you've used all the rings. We've been collecting one of each power battery we're going to allow you access to the violet energy, and we're going to mm-hmm. focus all these powers into you so that you have access to all of them so you can control some sort of white power, although you wouldn't have an exact white ring. So he's, so they would kind of use him as a lens to focus it all into, into something new. He would, exactly. be their pris- he would be their prism. Right. Uh, that can't be good for you. <laughs> So that's my theory. Interesting. So the quote-unquote white lantern would be more like a uh, 
for for lack of a better term, focused weapon of mass destruction as opposed to something you could really use in a sustained fight. Right. Like like we're gonna challenge through Hal Jordan and we're going to point him at you, and then what happens happens. I mean, like as far as I can tell, because <laughs> you have you can't have somebody start up a White <laughs> Lantern Corps. Like you can have somebody start up a you know a Black Lantern Corps because you have these monsters that are powerful over the dead. They control limbo or whatever. But, I mean, the exact opposite of that is life. So, you know, you can't have, like, okay, well, we've honed in on just green. We've honed mm-hmm. in on just red. It's like, okay, well, who who would possibly be powerful enough to focus all of them together into white? There's not going to be an organization for them. Just give a white ring to everyone who's alive. There, done. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you have like plenty of alien races that can't feel all emotions. Hmm. True. Maybe it would be like how the Blue Lanterns are all, you know, people they're the most hopeful and who inspire the most hope. Maybe of like, like I mean, realistically, the white energy is life. So maybe it would go to people who, like, I'm just saying, if there were going to be a white ring. Like, maybe it would go to someone who just really, like, for whatever reason, really knows the value of being alive and really just appreciates and is thankful for, like, every breath, you know? You know who would be able to do that? Who? Somebody that's been dead. So you're thinking a Black Lantern will defect and be a White Lantern? No, I'm talking about Hal Jordan. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I, that little thing, yeah. That little aspect of his uh, history. He's our favorite zombie so far. <laughs> huh. So there you go. Interesting. Interesting. I like I like that better than the theory of there being the by our powers combined Megazord go white ring. Right. out there, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I think I'm more interested in the idea that, about the uh, what is it, the infrared and the ultraviolet. ultraviolet. Right. I'm just not, I don't know if they're going to go that scientific with it. It would be very interesting if they did. I just don't know if that's where he's going to go with it. Right. Like, I think that that page from the, the Star Sapphire storyline, though, like, where they had to get one of each, like, uh, power battery. I mean, like, you know, that's, it's such a, such an obvious clue that, like, nobody's even, like, you know, brought up since then. Yeah, and that's how you know it's going to be important. Because, I mean, the first year of this book is littered with things that seemed insignificant at the time and never got referenced again until we realized there's something else happening. Right. And that's, I mean, the and the, like you said, the fact that they're apparently collecting power batteries from different parts of the emotional spectrum, that should, that should be a fairly big deal. And it hasn't come up again. And, you know, the Violet Lanterns have been showing up quite a bit and it's never been touched on. So, 
I don't know. That's ah, that's yeah. It's gotta go somewhere. It's gotta go somewhere important. Oh yeah, and and one last thing before we uh, we we close out of this segment. Mm-hmm. Did you did you realize that the Sinestro Corps War ended with issue twenty five? Yes, I did. And do you know what issue of Green Lantern Blackest Night is going to end with? Is it gonna be like fifty? Yes. Nice. Pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> that's 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 amazing planning, I would say. Oh wait, is it? Wait a minute. Because we're right, as we record this, the last one to come out is forty one. Is it? It was part three of the Agent Orange. So that's forty. Yeah, that's forty one. And uh, uh, Blackest Night is eight issues. So. Right. Well, next. Oh, issue... oh yeah, there's one left. Yeah, okay. That's right. Because there's right. one issue of Agent Orange left, so that's 42. So that is eight issues left till 50. So, okay. Right. So, so as we close out of this segment, I will definitely once again say thank you to Eric. Yeah, he sounds cool. You should, we should have him on. Definitely. Definitely at some point. So now we'll take another quick break. And uh, then close out the show. Yeah, bring out, bring in those uh, revenue dollars. Oh yes. So. Yes. Back in a second. Okay, everybody, we are back and leaving. <laughs> yeah, time to close out the show. Yeah. So if you uh, if you want to email us, we are lanterncast at gmail.com. Actually, we also have two new email addresses. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jim at lanterncast.com. And I'm Dan at lanterncast.com. Nice. Sweet. I gotta find out from you if I have a password for that. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, you do. <laughs> now I have to think of what it is. Oh, I'm glad you didn't write it down or anything. No, please. I have a few guesses, though. Oh, oh, good. Well, if in the meantime, you can always contact us at, at the show mail, which is uh, lanterncast at gmail.com. And you can talk to us more directly in a community setting at thecomicforums.com where you can just scroll down to the L for Lanterncast and talk to myself. I'm Dan, I go by Gland, and Jim goes by Stupid, Stupid Face who won't tell us what his screen name is. That's that's your new screen name. You're going to have to register it. Stupid Face who won't tell what his screen name means. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later. No, you won't. You say that every time. <laughs> um, we have a website lanterncast.com you can also use that to get to the forums there's a link right on there it has all of our episodes but you can also find all of our episodes on iTunes under lanterncast yes there might be like two or three representations of our show on iTunes but go, go for the one that just says lanterncast and go for the one that works one of them doesn't, one of them will. Is there anything else that we have to say? 
close out? Um, I think we're good. Okay, then I want to make one more super quick announcement. Now you have more. <laughs> All right, go ahead. One more quick announcement that I forgot to add into the news at the beginning. You're pregnant. No. Right. We have a brand new kind of third member of the Lantern cast. We do? Yeah. You are pregnant. <laughs> no. No, our roving reporter. Oh, right, that. Oh, yes, that little thing. Yes, we have a brand new roving reporter. You may know him. He goes by the Darth Knight on the forum. Yes, he was on uh, episode number... <laughs> yes, to date he's been our only guest. Yeah, I thought that went pretty well. We were talking about uh, the end of Rage of the Red Lanterns, I think. And yeah, how'd this happen? He came to he came to us. Yes, he asked. just offered to try and go out and get interviews for us and stuff like that. Yeah. So have we figured out the logistics of that yet? Like, not at all. Have... Nope. <laughs> awesome. Nothing. <laughs> no idea. But something may come of it that is a good thing. Do you? That sounds specific no no all right <laughs> sorry oh one more news bit dear god what else are you keeping from me <laughs> jeff johns just opened a comic book store in california oh i saw that yeah can we send the darth knight there <laughs> i think he's a little too far away but he lives in vegas doesn't he, he can win enough money to cover the trip <laughs> If anybody wants to head over to Jeff Johns' new comic book store, Earth 2, which, awesome name, by the way. Yeah, I actually, I think Earth 2 Comics is, like, they've had a store, or they've had a chain of stores, and he's, he's going partner on, like, the newest one. Right. And when they have their grand opening, he's going to be bringing in a bunch of his friends from DC, a bunch of artists and writers and things. Yeah, and they're going to be like, they're not just hanging out for signing and shit. They're like r working the store. They're going to be like, like, <laughs> John's is going to be doing the register and stuff. And like, like, I forget the names, but I know like, I think what Zeb Wells, who's writing the, the current New Mutants book is going to be there. He's, Jeff Johns is going to be there. Uh, uh, James. I forget, I forget, James Robinson. James Robinson's going to be there. Philip Tan's going to be there. It's like if you if you like seeing these guys at cons but don't like all the the rushed and crowded environment of the con, you can just like this sounds like a great opportunity to just go and chill out with these guys. Definitely. So yeah, where's go, this California? Yeah, go to the forums. Uh, we have a link on one of the threads there that'll give you all the details. If anybody is in the area wants to go check it out, maybe uh, send back a couple of photos to the Lantern Cast. We'll post them up on the website, post them up on the forum. That would be I mean, awesome. You know, I just realized... What? Jeff Sean's comic shop is more or less where Coast City should be. Really? Well, it's in California. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, one more announcement, Dan. Do tell. Oh, this one you're all ears about, but the other ones you were like, Not another announcement! Well, I've had a change of heart. You, you, when you take this long to give us announcements, I have plenty of time for personal growth. What? 
shut up and tell us what it is. Okay. Hold on one second, and I will... Oh, this is just building anticipation. Yes. You can't possibly live up now. <laughs> you have no idea how much I've built this up in my head. Better be, like, the second coming of somebody. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. Are you ready for the news? I am about... Yes. <laughs> yes, do it, yes. Okay. If anybody <clears throat> out there is going to be in New York City on the 21st of June, then they might want to head over to the Highline Ballroom, located at 431 West 16th Street, New York City, between 9th Avenue and 10th Avenue, where they can, for $10, get tickets to see DJ Green Lantern. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, every now and then, I'll do a, a Google image search for Green Lantern just to see if there's anything cool looking to use as, like, a form signature or for the for the little, like, the little uh, show images I post with our synopses sometimes. Right. And it comes up with, like, that guy, and it says, like, yeah... Wow. He's a DJ. I questioned whether or not that was a real DJ. Oh, no, he definitely is. I've heard of him many times before. Have you heard I, his music? No, you... I, I cannot attest to his music, but I may go check him out in concert. Are, like, is do we know why he calls himself DJ Green Lantern? Like, does he mention stuff? I don't know. No idea. Stuff don't know. Wow. <laughs> But he will be playing the Highline Ballroom June 21st. So there you go. Well. Okie doke. All right. <laughs> well. We're uh, all done. Yeah. See you next. Did, did, did this end up being a short episode, by the way? Shorter. Shorter. All right. Probably only an hour. All right. <laughs> See you next time, everybody. So long, folks. Hey, Dan. Yeah? We both know that everybody loves listening to the Lantern oh. Cast. Oh, we're doing this now. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Go ahead. Hey, Dan. We yes, both... Jim? God, hold on, hold on. <laughs> One more time. Okay. Hey, Dan. Yes, Jim? <laughs> it's okay. 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 <laughs>